This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the monthly Purgecast, sanctioned by the film majors. Blessed be James DeMonico and The Purge, a series that slaps. May God be with you all. All right. Here we are. Okay. What's that sound? You heard it in the intro. We're back. It's the Purge Cast. It's, it's time your monthly purge. purge Cast. Hello, everybody. It's me, Zach. And me, Sage. And who's th- who's this handsome fellow? Who's Mate. this? Who's this man? With, it's, Am I supposed to introduce that? myself? Introduce yourself. You've uh, you, you've heard his name. You've seen him on TV if you live in Montana. It's television's own... Owen Skornick Hayes. Hey, yeah. Owen. You've, uh, you've... Have we actually mentioned your name on this podcast? We might have. I think we said our We've friend Owen. Prob- yes, you have been uh, a figure of some really? anticipation on this show. Uh, what uh, and, and what have you been sharing? Oh, well, nothing. We've actually been quite tight-lipped, because uh, uh, there's, a, there's a certain story that we've been promising on this podcast for some time, mm. uh, oh, an, an event from, from our collective past that uh, <laughs> was, was shrouded in mystery to our audience until this episode, where it will be revealed in all of its glory. Now, Owen... Should we, uh, we, we heard that you had some news. What's, uh, what's your news, buddy? Oh, well, I just wanted to say I, uh, got my tickets. Gonna be back in town. We're getting the gang back together this Thanksgiving. Yes, yes we will, we will all be seeing one another in Eugen, Oregon. I'm uh, so excited. That's right. Which was the site of the, uh, the story that's going to be told today. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, man, uh, I hope I remember this one. Uh, I have a feeling I have you a will. feeling that you definitely do. Yeah, I don't know how you could possibly forget this. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. a purge-related story that involves you. So, oh, uh, you know, I should have known. I should have known. Of course, dude. you know, you know, my yeah. my parents both remember this night fondly. Actually, yeah, they they, they uh, oh, they fondly, fondly, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, whenever whenever you ask them, wow, well, did Owen get into any? Anyone ever asked them? Did Owen get into any? bad shit was he a bad kid and to be like well i've got some stories but i remember when his friends came over and w- w- set a sign on fire and uh scared the shit out of my little brother it was like yeah i wouldn't say he rolled with a bad crowd but but yeah that, that was certainly that was certainly something some mischief was made yeah um we had a good purge night well i feel like that's as smooth a place to transition as any into our uh, our famed question of this show, mm. and Owen, since you are our guest, we're going to ask you first: Who are you purging this week? This week, who this am week I- who's who's going to in a, in a hypothetical world of jokes that's in, funny and in, silly in, in a world and of just comedy and not real. It's a world of comedy. It's jokes. For legal reasons, it's jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. Who's really got your goat this week, Owen? Who, you who know, do you need funny. to release the beast on? That's funny you say got your goat because I'd never heard that until I moved out here into, to Montana. I thought it was just some, like, 
farmer thing. I didn't, I guess we're saying it out in LA now too as well, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, well, we're, we've all got goats out here. There's a, That's part a, of it for a us. high percentage of us who own goats. Yep. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're called the goat boys in these streets. Yep. So who? And we take them on walks through the hills. Yeah. Through the hills and the valleys. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That, that could be something. That's what I thought we were just throwing yeah, stuff yeah, out no, there. Yeah, no, let's keep going. Oh, and who, who, needs to, <laughs> who needs to face your wrath, face your vengeance? And th- th- this can go out to the table as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Sage, if, if there's anyone who needs to face your vengeance this week, you know, I, this is a safe space. Uh, you can tell us who, who's going to, to, to meet your wrath on Purge Night in, in a world of comedy. I have to think about it for a second because yeah. I um, I didn't think about it ahead of time. <laughs> okay, so to be honest, I don't really have anybody this week. I'm I, feeling yeah. having a good week, like, man. Things things are going things are going all right. Yeah, things are. I'm enjoying people and life and <laughs> them having it. And D- yeah, D- does anyone does anyone need to? Is this the first week where we don't purge anybody? Okay, wait. <laughs> I might have a purging to do, but um, the purge often focuses on cri- on violent crimes. Are we going to mm. open this up to what's your purge this week? Well, yeah, because it's not necessarily who I'm purging, but what I'm purging. Um, at my school, we have this uh, lovely... So for the last four years, I've been attempting to get access to the film cage um, <laughs> and get granted access to the equipment in there, which is where you can just basically like check out cameras and lighting equipment and other things. Yeah, it's a film cage. I understand. I went to film school. I know you did. I don't know that our audience did. No, they did. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I know James will understand. (laughs) Well, yeah, James DeMonico, our our lord and savior, he'll get it. And this podcast is mostly for him. So, Okay, so for the last four years, I've been trying to get access to this film cage. And and it's kind of bullshit because what the school told me when I was like, auditioning for the school and then they were like yeah you should come here and then I was like I don't know and they were like here let us tell you all our perks and they were like yeah you can totally like use the film school equipment and like take film school classes and then I tried for three years and was not allowed to take the film school classes or use the film school equipment so I was pretty annoyed but this year I got into cinematography and I have access to the film cage now but I only have access to equipment that we've used within our class. So mm. for my purge this week, I think I would break into the film cage and steal the red that they have. Because, that's a good pur- yeah, that's a good purge crime. Yeah, I really, really want to use that thing. And low light shots look so good on and it. And you could get a lot of good ones during the purge. Yeah. And in order. Well, here's the thing. It's like I'm taking a cinematography class in order to get access to the red. You have to take a semester long red class, which is like just insane. Like, what I do not hell? need a semester What's to a learn how to use class? this camera. What is that? It's, uh, red's a camera. Yeah, it's, it's a really, a really nice, nice camera. camera. Drew Drew recently shot his movie on one. Right. So they're, you have they're so sexy. Okay. So they're basically big. Yeah, and I don't want to take that fucking class. So you know how to operate it. Yeah. Because they're they yeah. Don't trust I don't want to do that. I want to just have them hand it to me, and I'll play with it for a few hours, and I'll figure it out. It's all the same stuff. You know, it's not like the language of the camera has changed. Mm. So yeah, I would. My purging this week would be on the film cage. Very, very good. Very yeah. good. Uh, Owen, is, has know, anything come to you about I forget people who her need name. to be purged or I things forget that her need name, to be purged as a joke? I forget her name, but the the waitress at Applebee's, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. a joke. Yeah. This yeah. is a world, as a, as a joke. As a joke. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Applebee's. Yeah. Don't kill me. But <laughs> in the spirit of the Dollarita being back, this was many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like a this is a, like a years beef. long beef. I mean, I've thought about it. I've been stewing on it for several years, and I think <laughs> I think this is if if we're purging. I mean, th- you get one night a year to release all that tension. I mean, it's Absolutely been years. This is beast. years. This is years yeah. of tension we're talking about. What no, happened, so, buddy? What did she do to you? I think I was on my fourth Dollarita, and she cut me off. What? What? She cut me off after my fourth Dollarita, because I guess they cut you off. I guess at I was Applebee's? acting unruly. And the Applebee's. You were acting unruly. Well, it's an Applebee's. It's an Applebee's. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you do. I don't know what I did. I don't know so, what I did. So to be clear, your but, your hypothetical as a joke, totally comedy perch crime, huh. is to exact vengeance. On um, a service industry worker who, who cut had me to off deal with you being drunk and unruly. Four watered-down Dollaritas. <laughs> I probably wasn't you know, even acting drunk. I thought this was a dollar. I thought this this was America. That's there's so no funny. limit on this crap. Yeah, for this is one all night you can, year, all Dollaritas are legal. Dude. Yeah, maybe that's... So, Maybe that's my purge crime. I'm just going to drink a bunch of Dollaritas. Maybe it's not a crime. <laughs> Dollaritas and see where the night takes you, man. Maybe it's yeah, just, that's what I was trying to do that night. That's what you're supposed to do. I was just trying to color some kids' menus and drink some Dollaritas and hang out with my, my friends. And No. Oh, I guess and I'm just, my I'm, night was cut short. I'm picturing you screaming at this waitress for crayons, just four Dollaritas deep. Just oh. like, you don't understand, this I'll is tell you America. How I'll, do it. I'll tell you how I'll do it, though. Uh, as a I, joke, as a joke, how are you, you going to do it? I'm getting an iron skillet. I'm throwing a stick of butter in that and a honey bun. And I'm heating that shit up. And then I'm tossing the honey bun onto the waitress. And it kills her. It kills her. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's a, hey, if it's a good That's enough a throw. If it's a good enough throw. You, <laughs> if you aim right. you imagine how bad that would it's be? It's because, like, who can... Honey bun? <laughs> and who can, who can resist a honey bun when, when presented with one? So That's even true. if it's searing hot, like, you know she's got to try to eat it. And that's going to burn <laughs> her tongue and probably the roof of her mouth. It might even, and it might even kill her. Okay. So, <laughs> Owen, uh, this is episode four of this show. And okay. that is now my absolute favorite answer to that question. <laughs> that is honey bun? spectacular. Yeah, this is that. an incredibly petty grievance. And that's what we like to fucking hear on this show. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I mean, that's... <laughs> obviously, if it's been sticking with me for all these years, I mean... I, I wouldn't say it's petty. I would say it's serious. But you know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, well, when something grabs you for that long. It's it's seriously a joke that this this Applebee's waitress yeah, Applebee's would out. hypothetically, in a world of comedy, face Owen's wrath on perch <laughs> night and fall to his honey bun. That being said, and you know, I haven't gone back for Dollaritas. I mean, partially because they stopped doing it, but 
because I was traumatized and because I, I, I because of you the trust, <laughs> because the trust Owen's, was broken. Owen, Owen has completely buried the lead. He is the reason that the Dollarita has been discontinued. <laughs> well, it's there back. Is, uh, it's back security now. Security camera footage return, of Owen dancing on the tables. <laughs> <laughs> and screaming well, for grants. I I'm glad that they've they've brought the Dollarita back. I hope that that uh, sort of sates your uh, your lust for vengeance. Uh, and you know mm. that's uh, that's an incredible story. And no. thank you for sharing. Thank you for being honest with us. Thank you for being open. And Zach, yeah. who are you purging this week? Uh, think of anything? I, like one but it's i feel like it's kind of a retread of ground that's been pretty well trod on this show mm. which is driving things uh cuz earlier this week i was uh driving to my girlfriend's place and someone uh another car started merging into my lane mm. without signaling like almost directly into my car and i honked and they kept going oh i hate that uh, and, uh, you know, I just, I really, in a, in a world of comedy, in a, in a world of jokes, I would have covered my car in Christmas lights, and I would have hunted that fucker down. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we you know, don't my, live in a world of comedy and jokes. My favorite line from that video and you sent me before this, Sage, was, uh, what was his name? Carlos, or whatever his name is? He said, uh, yeah. he said, every day in Juarez is like the purge. Like Marcos, wow. yes. Marcos. Yeah. <laughs> Every day in Juarez is like that a, is a good line. Wow. That was yeah, this, that one got uh, me. I noticed that when I was watching it this time too. I was like, I don't know I that don't that's think, true. I don't think, like, listen, there might be like high crime rates there, but I don't think it's the purge. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Juarez is like New York in Escape from New York. Uh, right. It's like a place people live in the real world and like have jobs and do things and yeah. raise families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but all right. Yeah, well, I think uh, that can probably we we're probably done with this segment. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, so. I, I mean, another purging that I need to do this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm not over it, but I'm, uh, I'm done with the segment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap that segment up. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean, I feel like we should just fucking jump right into it. Uh, oh wait, sorry. I have somebody to purge. Oh my god, who's getting purged? Yeah, yeah. So um, I went to Dave and Buster's last night. Oh my God. Uh, for my friend Grant's birthday. And it was after five years of wanting to go to Dave and Buster's and neglecting to follow through with doing that, I finally got my chance. And I went last night and I, you know, I spent the whole night playing games and drinking brews and having a good raucous time. And at the end of the night, you know, they go, oh, we're closing in 10 minutes. So everybody get the fuck out. Um, I like went over to the prize section to spend my tickets that I had spent all night collecting. I, I'm not proud of them. I had 560 tickets, which is not like a lot. Uh, where, did you, where did you get most but, of your tickets from? What game were you, were, were you playing all night? Oh, I was all over the place, but I was really good at the like Atari four person pong game. Mm. Um, did some like Mario Olympics. That was fun. Um, some other thing. Oh, the this Kung Fu a, Panda game. This is a great story. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, let's move on. Um, I went to the spot to buy my things, and they they closed down the little ticket thing, the little gift shop where you can buy Did stuff with your tickets. Did the tickets roll over? 
Well, yeah, they're in my thing. So that's why you got to go. My card. This is why David Buster's is a self-sustaining economy because now you have to go back to spend your. Tickets. I know, and that's what mm. I said to the lady. I was like, "Please, I know exactly what I want to get, and I'm probably not going to come back here. Can I just go get my prize and leave?" And she was like, "No." We need to cut people in the fucking service industry a goddamn break on this episode. <laughs> it was like one in the morning. She wants to go home. Excuse <laughs> me. It was twelve fifty. There was ten minutes longer of Dave and Buster's being open. I I wanted my prize. Oh my god! I understand how th- this this franchise becomes more and more true to the American mindset <laughs> ev- with every recording of this show. It was my friend's birthday. I wanted to get them a birthday present. So you're you're going to hypothetically as a joke as yeah, a comedy as a, a comedy joke, comedy thing. You're going to uh, you're going to murder this woman. No. Because- <laughs> No, oh, well, and not I, I her. Think we're, She's we're just following a... policy. I'm killing Dave and Buster. <laughs> <laughs> For their we're missing a key detail of this story. What does 562 <laughs> tickets get you at Dave and Buster's? What? Yeah, what, what were you trying what prize, to get? <laughs> what were you yearning for that made you want to commit murder? There was like a little slingshot, mm. um, and there was also like <laughs> a, a Minecraft decal that looked pretty good. And there was a shot glass. You have such a Dennis the Menace mindset, Sage. <laughs> yeah. You're such a... You want your fucking, your fucking slingshot? Do you want, like, a, a straw and some crumpled up paper to blow spitballs into a girl's hair? Like, do you want... You were, you were like, can I please use my tickets to buy a tack to put on my teacher's chair? Like, Jesus. You're 25 now. <laughs> yeah, okay, slingshots can be fun no matter what age you are. They're good toys. There's a reason they've... St- Stood the test of time. All right. <laughs> I respect it. David used one to defeat Goliath. David used one to defeat Buster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Okay, now we can move on. Let's wrap this segment up for real. <laughs> um, and let's, let's get into the film we're discussing today, because we're now... Uh, we're now pretty much at the halfway mark of this franchise yeah. uh, to date because there are there are five released films. There's one in development, uh, and that is 2016's The Purge Election Year, which is the last of the series to date that was directed by Mr. James DeMonico, the brains behind The Purge. Yes. Uh, and here's the Google description. Oh, what the fuck? That's the Google description? What does it say? The Purge Election Year. Okay. The Purge Election Year is a 2016 American dystopian political action horror film written and directed by James DeMonico and starring Frank Grillo, Elizabeth Mitchell, and McKelty Williamson. It is the sequel to 2014's The Purge Anarchy and is the third installment in the Purge franchise. That's not a description of the events of the film. Yeah, this doesn't That's tell me. just like the Wikipedia thing. Did Google, like, change what they display? I don't mm. know what Google's doing. Um, but here, I can pull up the... Uh, I I am... Um, I am, uh, Former police sergeant Barnes becomes head of security for Senator Charlie Rohn, a presidential candidate targeted for death on the purge night due to her vow to eliminate the purge. It's been two years since Leo Barnes, played by Frank Grillo, stopped himself from a regrettable act of revenge on purge night. Now serving as head of security for Senator Charlie Rowan, Elizabeth Mitchell, His mission is to protect her in a run for president and survive the annual ritual that targets the poor and innocent. But 
when a betrayal forces them onto the streets of DC on the one night when no help is available, they must stay alive until dawn, mm-hmm. or both be sacrificed for their sins against the state. Man, okay. Wow. Real quick here. I just found the one-star review of this film by Simon Abrams on uh, RogerEbert.com. Oh, no. And the first sentence is, NRA members will love lousy pseudo-political horror thriller, The Purge Election Year. In fact, the tagline for election year might as well be, the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. You don't understand you don't get the, the movie. movie you and don't I understand don't understand it. how, because it's not fucking subtle. <laughs> you, no, you it think, is very much you that this is, you think that this is a pro-gun film, Simon? For shame! You're my purge this week, you fuck. As a joke, as a <laughs> as joke, a joke as is comedy. a silly thing. And now I have, now I have something that's filled me with rage, and it's happening in real time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ugh. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the third film in the franchise. It's the second film with Mr. Frank Grillo uh, helming it, and uh, Owen. What's your uh, what's your history with the Purge films? Uh, well, I remember we watched the first one, The Purge. I think, gosh, probably back at your house, probably about nine years ago. And I remember just being yep. oh my fucking God. captivated by it, dude. It was like it, it kind of was one of those things. Where I remember, we watched. You saw the preview on TV for the first time, and you kind of figured, oh, it's just gonna be like kind of a shtick, you know, whatever, a little corny. You didn't realize, I think, at the time that we were witnessing something, like, such a cult following that would, you know, come out of this. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Couldn't I have said it. it better. Yeah, I believe I believe we watched the um, Purge Anarchy in theaters. I didn't. You guys might have. We Maybe. did. Uh, yes, because you guys, I... Th- I think both of you were more on board with The Purge from the jump. For me, it took until mm-hmm. seeing Anarchy at home uh, yeah. to fully fully embrace what was going on. Um, but this film was the first Purge film that I saw in theaters. Um, on one fateful night. On one fateful night. You guys got a good idea. Where <laughs> I think we probably should just tell the, the story. Yeah, before we get into like the actual the, things the about the movie. The film, I think we should talk about our experience watching this movie. So uh, We got really excited. We, along with a couple of our other friends, went and saw this film. And uh, we invited Owen. We invited our dear friend Owen. But unfortunately, Owen was mm. busy that evening. Yeah, uh, Owen and, decided not to come. Owen, and you know what? Fair enough. Owen I don't even remember what it was. On. Well... And you know what? (laughs) Of course you don't. That's not the detail that's important. I do. I do remember, and I'm still a little upset about it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, shit. was because... What is it? Owen had said that he had to... um, That he had to stay home, that his parents were making him stay home that night because he had, like, too much homework to do. Um, That can't have been the case. That movie released during the summer. He had to do something. I yeah, don't there's no way it was homework. But he had that blamed movie released in July. He had I blamed believe. his parents. Owen had blamed his parents. He had said they're making me stay home, which was why the later events of the story were quite confusing, because Owen had lied to us. Had he? Owen yes. was at home. No, yeah. he wasn't. Yes, he was. Yeah, I was. Owen was at home. He just didn't wake up. I was what? asleep. Yes. I was asleep the whole time. You were home for that? Yes, yeah. Owen was home for that. How did you not like, help us? I didn't know <laughs> didn't until the next up. morning. I found out the next morning. 
I didn't. No, I don't, you found I, out that I, night because you you kind of talked to me on the phone that night. Uh, why did I think you were at somebody else's house? He wasn't. He wasn't. Mm-mm. He was no, there. I, I was mad about this for years. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's time. It's time to forgive Owen on the air. Yeah, <laughs> Owen, I forgive you. It's okay. It's time for to, to forgive Owen for something that we did to him. Uh, <laughs> so okay. after the film, okay. uh, we were we were you know we were sad that our friend Owen hadn't uh, come out with us. And uh, we were also extremely hyped at the awesome movie we just watched. Yeah, yeah. and we were like, well, you know, being uh, 17 and uh, some fun-loving lads, we were like, you know what, let's uh, let's go show Owen what he was missing. Let's have a purge. Um, and I happened to have just been in a, uh, a play at our high school uh, where I... Uh, I had a uh, a mask that looked somewhat like something you might see in one of the Purge films in the back of my car. It was very creepy. I also had a uh, Donald Trump sign, which I had stolen out of someone's yard because, mm. again, this was released uh, prior to the 2016 election. Yeah, pretty sure we stole that earlier in the day. Yeah, it might have been before the movie. Yeah. Um, so we, we were kind of warming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, we also had a lighter and some lighter fluid that we picked up from my home. And we were like, Which is a great combination of things to have. To, let's break this sign. Let's create a little torch. And uh, Sage can put on a purge mask and just we'll walk up Owen's driveway. This is, you know, late in the evening. It's probably around midnight. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. It's <laughs> midnight oh or later. Um, <laughs> it's past the hours where you want to see somebody carrying a flaming torch up to your house. Yeah. Not that there are hours where that's ideal. Uh, <laughs> but, Not to uh, mention, too, that my neighbors definitely all have guns. Like, yeah, yeah that part we didn't think about. No, we didn't think about a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, so Sage uh, popped the mask on, yep. uh, carried our little makeshift torch up to Owen's window, and uh, knocked on his window, rapped on it. Mm-hmm. What we uh, Two things that we neglected to remember uh, were, <laughs> one, that Owen is the fucking deepest sleeper in the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> knocking on Owen's window ain't doing shit. Yeah. And two, I and share possibly, a room with my little brother. <laughs> yeah. So, you listener may be ahead of us. Um, so, Owen does not wake up. So, I knock on the window and I'm holding this torch and I'm pretty sure I'm waving it back and forth as I'm rapping on the window. And um, <laughs> I, I, I can only assume that Owen's little brother was just absolutely petrified when he wakes up and looks out the window and sees a masked man <coughs> with a stick on fire <laughs> right outside his house. In the dead of in night. The dead of in, night. The <laughs> in the countryside. You know, I'd, lo- I'd love to confirm... The fact that he was petrified, but I uh, was asleep, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, then what happens is Sage, I believe, comes back down the driveway to uh, my vehicle, and it's like he didn't wake up. He didn't wake up. <laughs> then the door flies open. Who is it? Is it Owen? No, <laughs> no, it's Owen's father. Owen's father doing his best Ethan Hawke impression, defending his home. Uh, And he is wearing boxers and a wife beater 
and carrying a baseball bat? He, I, think? I believe he was holding a bat, yes. <laughs> yes, that's what he told me. And we uh, tear out of there and call Owen and are like, hey, man, that was us. Sorry. (laughs) Um, And uh, then had to go back and apologize the next day. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, this was uh, an event that uh, Sage faced consequences for. Yeah. It was. I did not. Did you get grounded or something? Your mom was pissed. Yeah, I got in big yeah, I often got in trouble in high school, so it was kind yeah. of not like like nothing really changed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was definitely my parents were mad at me. They made me go and apologize to Owen's parents, which like good call. Um, and I came with. Yeah, Zach came along. Didn't have to, but decided to. It felt like the right thing to do. Really good in his soul. Um, and not only to uh, Owen's dad did I apologize, but also to Owen's neighbor. Owen's former cop neighbor. Yeah, Ed exactly. Cap. The one. Yeah. And that's what they were. my parents were worried about. I was like, you know what? They understand y'all were just having fun. Like, they weren't mad, but they were like, you guys could have been fucking shot. Like, or yep. someone could have, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's fucking yeah. funny, Yeah, so, uh. It's something that uh, was a poor choice, Mm -hmm. but I do look back on with some level of fondness because it has really uh, cemented this film series as something just truly indelible in our friend group. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Something something that has bound us over the years. Uh, And, yeah, that's the story. That was what happened after we saw The Purge Election Year. Now, Owen... (laughs) Have you since seen the Purge election year? No, I mean, I it, I haven't. I saw it way back when it came out, but this recap you guys sent me earlier tonight was the first like. But, my, but you have you have seen the film, yes, in, yes. in the past, yes. Okay, yes, because I, I believe we did watch it together at some point. I mm-hmm. think probably a few times. We uh, did. That sounds right. And we should watch uh, it again when we're when I'm back in town. We should do a little <laughs> marathon. I'm so well, down. We have the box set. <laughs> Let's bring it. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. bring. I'll bring the purge box set up. Um, Sounds like a blast. Oh, and yeah. don't forget uh, the night before as well. It's been a couple of years since we all sat down Ooh, and watched yeah. that one together. Yeah, we do need to watch that. Yes, that's that's uh, another that's another classic to the listener. That is, we used to watch that every Christmas. Little little cuddle puddle on I the couch. I still do. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, I've watched it every year since it came out. Yeah, there are two movies I've that I watch religiously on the holidays, um, and that's that's the night before and Elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's the night before and Die Hard. Nice. Um, but those are not what we're talking about. We're talking <laughs> no. about the Purge. The we're purge. talking about the Purge. Election year, yeah. a film that we haven't actually really discussed the events of. <laughs> no. <laughs> So conveniently within the election year, um, to set it up, we've got, it's an election year. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Good good so far. Somebody from the current ruling party, the new founding fathers, who is uh, running for office. And I believe he's like Edwidge Hodge. And he's like a chancellor or something. He's a minister. Minister. He's a a preacher man. He's a preacher man, yeah. the only boy who can ever preach me. That's right. <laughs> He's a minister. That makes so much more sense because I was kind of watching the movie, rewatching the movie passively today because I was watching it while I was at work, and I they called him a minister, and I was like, "Is this like 
Britain? Like, what's because mm. is this like no? It's in, a religious is this thing, Hogwarts? dude. Like, dude, yeah, no, it made much more sense when we got to the church. Scene. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I was I was looking at him again. He's very like Mitt Romney coded. You know? it, yes. Yeah, super. Yes. You guys, you guys yes. get me on that? He's very Mitt yeah. Romney. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. That's one of those things that like this movie definitely like coincided with the uh, Trump election yep. and mm-hmm. like captured a lot of the feelings of that moment yeah um but i in terms of who uh the nffa candidate is styled off of yeah i feel like it's pretty indisputably mitt romney yeah Yeah. so the the movie begins uh well so it's him running against um charlie roan charlie roan who uh, we actually begin the movie with in, like, one of the most horrifying scenes in mm. The Purge. Is it? I thought so. I think that scene's hysterical. Well, yeah, that, it's all <laughs> hysterical. Funny and horrifying can happen at the same time. That is true, and they do. It's, like, so terrifying. It's basically 18 years prior to the events of this movie. Um, her family was, uh, you know, held hostage during The Purge by a spooky Purge guy who um, made the mom of the family choose who was going to survive the night while Mm. he was going to kill off everyone else. And Uh, so... Real quick, he's doing this uh, while playing his Purge playlist. He has everyone tied up. He's playing his Purge playlist. he carefully curates. Uh, Yes, that... uh, (laughs) Ends with a uh, song, I believe, by Parliament Funkadelic, uh, and he refers refers to the lead. Is it? Oh my God, George something. Mm-hmm. The the lead singer as uh, the king of interplanetary funkmanship. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, at some point we're gonna do an episode of once we run out of actual uh, films and series of TV to talk about. We're going to uh, most definitely do a like full ranking of all of the purge freaks in the series. Yeah, uh, okay. who who the best ones are? And this man, he's underrated. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, he's a really he, great purge. He cool. has he has a, a twisted scheme and mm-hmm. uh, a fun funky vibe. Yeah, and I feel like this movie has a lot of really great purge. This freaks in movie it. is mm-hmm. a fucking wealth of purge ghouls. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, Charlie Roan is running for the presidency on the campaign promise that she is going to get rid of the purge. Yep. Um, and her head of security is a face that you might recognize. And that is motherfucking Frank Grillo as Leo Barnes. Back again. What <laughs> a mensch. Hasn't aged a day. I mean, the movie did come out like two years later, so I, I hope yeah. it wouldn't have aged really, really <laughs> intensely in between those two. Things. Mean it, in the context, um, what we're talking the purge of the first universe, movie, though, you, I think. In, in indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, no, no, no. This isn't this, eighteen years. This film after is the... set one year after the purge anarchy. Mm. Uh, the, it, the movie okay. just begins with. A is flashback. it one year? Yes, it's one year. They they say that. Right, because he says a year ago I almost made yeah. a mistake. Yeah, I thought it was two. No, anyway. it's one. It uh, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so they have an election going on. There's also an interesting new rule that has been added to the purge this yes, year. Yes, so the new founding fathers are uh, concerned that Charlie Roan is only a point behind in the polls. So they decide 
that they're going to revoke the protections for government officials on purge night, which is a mm. hell of a fucking gamble. Uh, yeah, right. In Seriously. order to kill her on purge night. Um, and the head of the NFFA, Sage, did you recognize him? The head of the NFFA? The old man who uh, forms this scheme? No. Who is he? His, he is character actor Raymond J. Barry. You may recognize him from the hit film Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, where oh, he plays Dewey Cox's father. It is Dewey's father. dad. <laughs> Wrong wow. kid dad. I did not even pay attention to that. He That's is incredible. the leader of the NFFA. He is in charge. <laughs> yeah. He is large and in charge. Holy I think moly. that maybe makes him the sitting president. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. I, <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know why this was the watch where I <clears throat> noticed that, but <clears throat> I was sitting there and I was like, this voice. <laughs> I've heard, <laughs> I, I know this, this man. <laughs> I can see him wielding a machete, but not in this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Strange how, how that worked out. Yeah. Um, I feel but, like they knew if they had given him a machete that it would have been like a little bit too much of a nod. Uh, you know, I don't know that enough people have seen Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story for that to be a real problem. If Listener, if you haven't watched Walk Hard the Dewey Cox story, you need to go do that. Let's talk about more movies that aren't this one. <laughs> you need to go do that now. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm lost. But, I have no idea. <laughs> so, essentially, um, oh, and have you not seen Walk Hard? No. Oh, buddy. It's a parody of Walk the Line. It's so the Johnny good. Cash which, movie which starring movie. John C. Yeah, starring John C. Riley, and it is a fucking incredible picture. It's like shot for shot the same movie as Elvis. Yeah, El- like every music biopic is basically the same as Walk Hart. Mm. Uh, it really, really nails the genre. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there it uh, is. the. Uh, yeah, the NFFA revokes the protections for government officials and uh, send a squad of guys to uh, kill Charlie Roan's security staff and uh, bring her to the Midnight Purge Mass, where uh, her political rival is the minister, Edwidge, Edwidge Hodge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his last name's Hodge. Maybe I'm mixing him up with Edwin Hodge, who plays Dante. But uh, I know his first name is Edwidge, because that's insane. Because that's a weird name. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they they send all these guys to wipe out her security, which they do. They kill all of her security staff, some of whom are in on it uh, and helping them. Yeah, they pull, like, a whole, like, Ocean's Eleven thing with the monitors. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, Having yeah. old recordings on them. Yeah, there's and... a whole thing. But you know who you can't fucking get the jump on? Frank Grillo. Nope. He brings her out of her house, and now uh, the Through senator, a trap door that he told nobody else about, yeah, which I think is awesome. And he also stored a uh, Wi-Fi-activated bomb there uh, to explode the house after they escape. Fucking sick but as But yeah, hell. now they're that out on crazy. the streets on Purge Night, right? No, um, like, I'm, why would he, why did he do, was he, like, gonna go out with her if they were gonna kill her? Was he gonna do it on his own terms? Is that why he installed the bomb? No, or, like, I think it was for exactly oh, the situation that happened where if they he, need to escape and there's a bunch of baddies in the house, you want to be able to get rid of them quickly so yes. they're not on your tail. Yeah. Mm. Leo Barnes thinks of, he's thinking of all angles, though. <laughs> he really I think is. that you need to, you need to realize that that's part of his character. Right. Um, 
But uh, yeah, they're they're out on the streets. They run afoul of some murder tourists who are people from other countries who come to the U.S. to purge. I love that this gets into that because like it explores all this series misses <clears throat> nothing. No, they they look at all the angles, much like Leo Barnes. They, it's just <laughs> like the concept of a murder tourist yeah. is so gorgeous. Like. Yeah, it's like That's of course exactly what would happen. Yeah, it's like right-wingers in other countries who are big into Trump. Mhm. Like, yes. Th- those people exist. That's the type of g- this this series it's so predictive. Um but yeah, they are uh Leo and Charlie are captured by these murder tourists uh who are then killed by our secondary characters Ooh. who are Joe played by McKelty Williamson and uh, Marcos. Mm-hmm. And Marcos played by Joseph Julian Soraya. Thank you. Now, Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. How do I begin to... So Joe is a guy who owns a uh, deli uh, yeah. convenience store. Um McKelty Williamson, probably most famously, played Bubba in Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do I put this? Joe is kind of written with dialogue that would not feel out of place coming from uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> it is James. James, I love you. James. I love you, and I love everything you've done for us. This was maybe a scenario where you could have brought in a co-writer who is black <laughs> to just yeah, be like, just so are nice. some of the things that I'm <laughs> writing uh, perhaps an insane stereotype yeah. uh, and super not okay? There are some lines that I will not say on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Where I am, uh, there's a certain line line of dialogue that alludes to a bucket of chicken that had my (laughs) jaw on the fucking floor. That had my jaw goddamn (laughs) sunk to the floor. I'm looking it up. Uh, The Purge, hold up, I'm typing in the Purge chicken line. Chicken. Do not, do not read it aloud. (laughs) Do not read it. Oh, uh, I've got, I've got, okay. There's, I think my favorite one from him was, uh, good night, blue cheese. He says that twice. <laughs> he says it two, two times. Different times. What does that mean? I don't know if that one's actually racially insensitive. It's just insane. It's just like a weird I don't weird know what thing that means. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God, dude. I want to read it. Don't read it. Um. <laughs> uh, but you you see what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, about. yeah. Good night, blue um, cheese. Yep. Uh, um, but yeah, Joe uh, has to stay and defend his uh, convenience store because his insurance company jacks up his purge insur- insurance on the day of the purge. Uh, so he has to stay and defend this store himself. Um, Sorry, I'm just reading Joe Dixon quotes, and they're so good. Uh, yeah, but him and uh, him and Marco save uh, Leo and Charlie and bring them into the store. Uh, Marcos is, uh, as previously stated, an immigrant from Mexico, 
and he really believes in Senator Roan and uh, keeps telling her that the key to winning the election is to win Florida. Mm-hmm. And this is where I would like to take a pause and say that that is the least... Bo- because this film ends, spoiler alert, uh, Senator Roan survives and uh, wins the presidency. And uh, part of how she wins the presidency is she wins the state of Florida. There yeah. is no way in fucking hell <laughs> that Florida is voting. It already is the purge in Florida. Well, the <laughs> thing is, is that you have to get the elders on board, which is a line that Marco says. <laughs> Listen, I love this movie. The key uh, is Florida. You have to get the elders on board. <laughs> but um, Joe's store is also being threatened. Oh, there is a plague on these streets. And her name is Kimmy. Mm. The candy bar girl. She is everything. Kimmy is maybe my favorite performance ever. Yep. In anything. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Uh, The actress's name is... uh, Oh my god, I literally had it pulled up two seconds ago. Um, Brittany Mirabile. Brittany Mirabile, who... uh, Brittany, if we are mispronouncing your name, I'd like to thoroughly apologize. And I would also like to cordially invite you onto this show. Yeah, please. Brittany, we'd fucking love to talk to you about your experience with these movies. Now, obviously, at at time of recording, the SAG After Strike is still on. You... Of course, do not have to appear on the show before uh, actors are given fair and equitable pay. Click the links in our uh, show notes to donate to the strike fund. Yes, please. Um, but when you have a chance, oh, and what are your feelings on Kimmy the Candy Bar Girl? I think, I think it's a great performance. I mean, she's, yeah, I think she's badass, man. She's badass. She wants that like, candy bar. And she's going to get mean, it. It's, that's so, like, I mean, that's, I mean, kind of the same thing with me and the Dollaritas, to be honest. It's like you said, it's a petty grievance. <laughs> but you will go to whatever length. <laughs> oh, and were you stealing Dollaritas? <laughs> no, but shit, I wanted to. I now. mean, for a dollar a margarita, that's practically stealing. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> We're not sponsored by Applebee's <laughs> uh, Clearly not Obviously not I, I endorsed the murder of one of their employees As a joke As a uh, joke It's comedy But <laughs> So Kimmy uh, Is uh, a girl who shows up in Joe's store The day of the purge Before the purge starts mm-hmm. uh, And mm-hmm. tries to steal a candy bar She is uh, stopped by a woman who is nicknamed uh, Little Death. Her name is Elaney Rucker. She's a friend of Joe's. Um, but She used to be the biggest badass on the streets. Yes. Um, but Kimmy decides that she's going to come back on Purge Night in a car absolutely bedazzled with Christmas lights. Covered. Covered. Fully. The windshield is covered. Yeah. You could not you fucking see, see out of that thing if you tried. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, it's so good to. on the screen, man. 
And we can tell that they can't see with the shot of them driving up because they are swerving. It's it's fucking incredible. She shows up blasting party in the USA. Uh, It's amazing. With uh, three of her best gals and uh, a bedazzled, like... AR-15. Yeah. Uh, and she lets Joe know. Uh, Joe is up on the roof of his store with Marcos. She she politely, politely informs him that she has uh, killed her parents. Mm-hmm. And now she has a, uh, a wicked sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. And mm. she wants her candy bar, you old fuck! Yeah, it's pretty excellent <laughs> line delivery. It's... <laughs> Perfect line delivery, and it has lived in my brain for seven years. Yeah, it's it's so excellent, and like you could just see like the 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 rage within her eyes has. She, she's completely. <laughs> she's lost it. Yeah. She's she didn't have much of it to begin with, but what she had, she lost. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, do you think they were like they took some like fucking PCP or something before going out? Because like she did change a lot from like the initial. Ap- when she was initially on screen, would, and then she comes I back and she's almost like manic. Like, <clears throat> I would feel that it's safe to assume that probably young adults are doing various drugs on Purge Night. That, yeah, and you know, you given would the amount of lights something. on the car, I would, I would guess that it's a, a club drug. The, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Some ecstasy, you know, some ecstasy yeah. a little bit of e, but. I feel like if she'd taken ecstasy, she'd maybe be in a more loving mood. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but like maybe she's loving killing, killing people. Oh, well, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hadn't considered that. <laughs> she's having a blast. She's having a goddamn ball. You can tell. I mean, I wish mm. I had that much fun doing anything. Yeah. 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 She's just she's deriving so much joy, and you know what they they do say that you know if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life. Um, but uh, after an altercation with Kimmy and her friends, uh, Joe and uh, Senator Roan and Leo and Marcos uh, have to flee the store uh, along with uh, Little Death, who uh, is out in the streets driving a, uh, like, volunteer medical triage van. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are on the road, but then are pursued in a helicopter by the surviving uh, goons who broke into Senator Roan's house. Uh, and they have to uh, shelter under an underpass where they're met by a group of guys. Hmm. A group of crips. Mm-hmm. And the we know that they are the Ooh. Thank you, Owen. <laughs> Secret Chris yes. Whistle. So this is the part of the movie where it's revealed that um, Joe used to live the gangster life um, and has since, you know, gotten out of the out of the game and is now a, a little small shop business owner. owner. Mm-hmm. Um, but he used to run with the Crips, and he is really, really reluctant to do this whistle. It, it was interesting watching it because I was like. Do the whistle, man. Yeah, do the whistle, man. Get us out of this jam. He seems worried that it's, like, going to get him back into that life or something. Like, I don't know. Not sure. They don't really state it, but it's like... But he does the Crip whistle, and the the Crips do not... do not perform violence against the members of the triage van. No, in fact, they, they ask them to help their friend who's been shot, 
and in return, they do a favor for our characters. Yes. So uh, Leo has been shot with a bullet that has a tracer in it, which is by far and away the most contrived element of this movie. And it's the one thing that annoys the fucking shit out of me. It feels... James, I love you. James, I love you. I love this film. (laughs) And uh, it's maybe the best in the franchise. Yeah. Um, But you could have come up with something else. That feels like a shortcut. Uh, But anyways, they uh, remove this tracer bullet from Leo, and they leave it somewhere. And the, uh, like, mercenaries who were hired to kill Senator Roan follow the, uh, the tracer on the bullet and uh, are met by the Crips. Yeah. Now, these mercenaries are covered in fucking Confederate flags and Nazi symbols. Yeah, they're they're not, like, nice-looking guys. And they are absolutely wiped out by the Crips. Yeah, just (laughs) destroyed. And this is a film that asks you for critical support of the Crips. And I love that. And I think that's fucking brave. Yeah. Uh... Let's see. I feel like we're we're doing pretty good. We're about halfway through the movie, yeah. yeah. So uh, then they uh, Senator Roan and Leo and the rest all eventually end up at this uh, kind of safe haven where Dante Bishop, who is our stranger from the first Purge film, uh, not to be confused with the first Purge, the fourth film in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, show up at this place where Dante Bishop and the other members of the uh, anti-NFFA resistance uh, are protecting people. Um, and they discover that uh, these guys are planning to uh, go through the tunnels beneath the church where the Midnight Purge Mass is being killed and to kill Edwidge. Yeah, so yeah. in this in this purge mass, um, there is going to be, a, you know, it's kind of what we see over and over again in the purge movies. That's a bunch of rich people gathering together to watch a poor person get killed. But this time, a, as we mentioned earlier, they're really hoping to get Senator um, Senator, Senator Roan, which eventually they do. They do. Um, so their plan is to intercept this and reverse it, which is pretty dope, I think. Yeah, it rules. It rules the don'ts. Senator Roan isn't too happy about that She's idea. She's not about it. But then she believes that um, that Hodges will be... Uh, wait, is Hodges? I, belie- I believe Hodge, Edwidge Hodge, I think. He would be I'm a just going to call him Edwidge because that, that's crazy. Right? Yes. Yeah, the correct. Edwidge will be seen as a martyr um, right. if, if he gets killed on this night um, and that it'll hurt her uh her election um and so she begs them not to do it and they're like we're gonna do it anyway and um eventually she is kidnapped by uh uh edwidge owens excuse me Um, edwidge owens yeah i am confusing him with edwin hodge who plays dante bishop um (laughs) i thought that was the case um anyways but, uh, yeah, Senator Roan is kidnapped, and then this uh, assassination mission becomes a rescue mission to mm-hmm. save her from uh, the clutches of the NFFA, which uh, they do. Uh, she is rescued. Uh, they elect not to kill uh, Edwidge Owens. Uh, during a final battle with the mercenaries, our boy Dante Bishop is killed. Mm. Uh, Fuck. Rest in peace. 
R.I.P. He's the only character to be in three movies, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, then uh, Senator Roan wins the election uh, on May 26th. Yep. Which I noticed and thought was weird. Yeah. Because the election happens in November. Not in this world, it doesn't. Why did yeah. they change it? <laughs> that's that's maybe the one element of like the world of the purge that we haven't explored is why are U.S. elections on a different day now? It's like it's more convenient for the story plot. That All way. right, <laughs> it didn't have to be. There's a yeah, title card was, that says two months later. Well, there hey, was no I feel reason like we really skipped. It. But yet they we really anyways. skipped to this part of the movie. We missed the whole like what actually happens. The final mess. confrontation in the in the church. Yeah, there's, it's pretty there's a awesome. big gunfight. I honestly there's the a slow slitting of of Senator Roan's neck before the person slitting her neck gets shot in the face by a rifle. It's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. There is mm. this crazy guy who looks like a vampire. Oh my who's god! Like yeah. on stage with the, with yeah, he the, kills uh, the first person of the, the night. The priest, yeah. right? The guy in the blue robe or whatever. Yeah. Yes, absolutely terrifying vibes. Yeah. Just, it. Yeah, looks like he crawled out of a hole in the ground and only comes out once a year. Yeah, that is a man who's kept in the dark until the purge. <laughs> yeah. So creepy, just like sunken red eyes. Um, yeah, there's a whole, you know, like they end up capturing the minister and everybody's like, oh, we should kill him. And Senator Roan wants to let him live. And there's this whole, like, moment where there's, like, a gun to his head, and he's begging, like, purge, just do it, you know? And Dante's like, ew, gross. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I think my favorite element of the uh, finale of this movie is the uh, knife fight between the big Nazi mercenary and uh, Leo Barnes. So fucking good. Because Leo has this little knife thing. It's like it's like a brass knuckles, yeah, it's but it's like a, a knife. brass knuckle knife. So you don't like stab people; you like punch them with a knife. It's fucking sick. It's crazy in it out. I want one so bad. Well, not you that I would ever one. be. There was. There's no. What are you going to use that for? Thing for me yeah, to use that, that only on. is used for punching people with a knife, and you shouldn't and do that. Well, like scary, maybe I could like punch a tree or something. Very good with it too. Like that is not a weapon that should be as effective as it is. But he's out he's here. He's so good. Yeah. So fucking good. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the final moments of the movie tell us that there are already pro purge uh, protests and riots breaking out across the nation. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, as we all know, the far right does love to do. Yeah. Um, mm. They do love to violently uh, riot. Uh, again, this this series it's so predictive, um, which we'll see more of in. The Forever Purge. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, any uh, any favorite moments from this film, guys? I feel like this is the most we've really broken down the plot of a movie, but I feel like this kind of has, like, the most moving parts. There's so much going it's on. Got a, it's got a big <laughs> cast. I think this is the longest of the Purge films. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah. uh, any any standout any standout mo- moments, Owen Sage. I I mean I think we've already kind of beaten this horse to death, but I just think the candy bar girl is so fantastic. Yeah. Um, truly a highlight of this movie. I also like. I do, really, 
love just kind of any time Joe Dixon is talking. Because <laughs> he says the most ridiculous things. There's one part where they're like, like they're trying to like, they, they've got, um, they've got the minister and. Um, There's a group of like anti NFFA guys who are trying to kill him. Have guns and then. Joe and Marcos also have guns. Yeah, and they stop them. And what was the line? It's like, I like black people, but I'm not going to let, let you, you kill, kill these, these white, white people. folks. They're people. my white people. These are our white people. These are our white people. Yeah, he says that right before he says goodnight, blue cheese, for a second time. <laughs> <laughs> like moments before. That's just so provocative. It's like what if you the let hell does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. And it haunts me. <laughs> Good night, blue cheese. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, his dialogue feels like if you let AI write one character in the movie. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I typed you know in, who I, I, I typed in good night, blue cheese into Google. The first hit is what the hell does good night blue cheese mean? <laughs> Someone posted that a on Reddit question? and nobody has answered them because nobody knows <laughs> what the hell good night blue cheese means. Does it mean Oh wait, here we go. Wait, no, it took a while to load. There's four, there's four comments. Blue cheese is what okay. you call someone who is so terrible that it's easier to call them blue cheese than to list the negative characteristics. Good night blue cheese is like saying goodbye no. piece of shit. Which blue cheese is fucking phenomenal. I don't, think that's, right. I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, you know who I love hmm. is the guy, the older gentleman who hangs out in Joe's store. And uh, when we first meet Joe and Marcos and uh, Little Death, um, they're all hanging out in the store having a debate about if uh, the election is really going to change anything. Um, and hmm. Joe asks this old man for his thoughts, and the old man says, I'm not paying attention. I'm thinking about waffles and pussy. That's all I ever think about, actually. <laughs> Jesus. Now, that's great dialogue. That is James cooking up some fucking heaters. <laughs> oh, it's like, awesome. I feel like that character is really, like supposed to be like one with the audience you know like we're watching this movie from his perspective and we're also thinking about waffles and pussy the whole time. <laughs> were you <laughs> all right no um <laughs> can i share with you guys some uh, some james demonico lore yeah i would love mm -hmm. to hear some james demonico lore so i i had looked at like movies that he directed and he hasn't really directed much that aren't purge movies yeah but then i clicked on james demonico's work as a writer and there's a few films that he wrote before the Purge movie that I think kind of, uh, well, one particularly really uh, contextualizes uh, him as a, a filmmaker because he uh, wrote the 2005 remake of Assault on Precinct 13, which is the movie that John Carpenter made before Halloween. And it Whoa. is a siege movie where uh, a cop and a criminal have to team up to fend off a gang that's trying to break into a police station to kill a witness. Uh, 
and is a movie that I would call a purge movie that's not a purge movie. Yeah. Uh, so James DeMonaco wrote the remake of that. So mm. you can already kind of <laughs> see his influences. Uh, and uh, also, one of the stars of that film is Mr. Ethan Hawke. So oh, that must have been tracks. where the two of them met. Um, he also wrote uh, The Negotiator, which is a fucking really good, like, kind of diehard knockoff, uh, starring mm. Samuel L. Jackson uh, and Cameron Space. Um, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, The Negotiator, really fucking fun movie. One of the first R rated movies I ever saw, weirdly. Um, but it is weird. James wrote that one. That movie's fucking slapper. No. Good one, James. And uh, he also wrote the Francis Ford Coppola directed Robin Williams starring Jack. What? Have what you the... are either of you familiar with the film Jack? No. Jack it is a movie. Familiar. It's a movie about a little boy who's got a disease that make him age fast. So Robin Williams is playing oh, a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. I haven't seen this, but that's a fucking insane concept. I've seen that forever ago. Yeah, and I believe he makes out with uh, SAG after a union president, Fran Drescher. Yeah. And he is canonically a 10-year-old boy. Yeah, you know, Hollywood is a strange I place. That's broke from James's mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really curious about it because, again... That is a film directed by the man who made The Godfather and Apocalypse. Oh, Bill Cosby's <laughs> in this movie. Is he? Yeah. No. Oh my he god, is. he is. Oh. He is. Oh. Uh, oh, first Kevin well, Spacey, now Bill Cosby. Really? You're on a roll. Yeah, James is having a great track record. I'm glad that you've. I'm glad you've linked up with Ethan Hawke. That's, <laughs> yeah. Those are more the friends. <laughs> those are the friends that I'd like you to have. Uh, Hope this ages well. I'm not going to accuse James DeMonaco of being friends with Kevin Spacey or Bill Cosby. He was only the writer on the, that fil- those right. films. Yeah, so, so his work know. was done by the time they yeah. cast it. Yeah, he, I, I don't think James is, uh, is close with either of those guys. James, we got your back. Yeah, we'll defend you, buddy. Yeah, no don't matter worry. what. The hordes, they're not coming for you. No, James. Uh... <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> I think we should probably get to our final couple of uh, of things that we like to do on this podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Oh, and so, given that it's it's the purge, and well, you're gonna go... I think we should maybe start with our favorite purge freaks from this movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Let's you got that. a favorite purge freak from this film? Favorite purge freak. Uh... I think I think it's probably the guy at the very beginning with the purge playlist. I think that that's that's yeah, fucking the insane. Playlist is good, good pick, good pick. I think we can all rule out Kimmy because that's right. like that's, that's, that's the that's obvious pick. That's canon. Yeah, that's you're not you're not pushing yourself. Yeah. Right. I um I have to I have to go with weird vampire guy in mm, the in the in the mass service. Like, what the fuck is up with him? Why is he? Why is he like that? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he look like anemic? I want to find who this actor is. <laughs> There's no way he looks like that for real. Like, God, I hope not. Well, I am going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick. There's a guy who shows up in a very brief montage when the medical pre- triage van is driving around who is uh, driving a car with three people tied to the front of it. Uh, He is wearing a strange silver mask, and he is 
uh, swinging a mace over his head to whack the people on the front of the car mm. with, which a is a fucking, is like... Insane weapon choice. Oh, this well, is that interesting. Whole, that whole situation is insane. That's, like, one <laughs> of the most twisted things I've seen someone do. In the, also, okay, other Purge Freak, a guy who is never seen. You remember the scene where, like, the big pendulum swings down across the alley yes and yeah. almost kills uh leo and charlie and, and it's like they, swings really high like you could just duck and go under that yeah thing. but anyways they run past it and then from off screen whoever rigged up the pendulum goes ah and then he goes good luck out there tonight like <laughs> like super friendly <laughs> that's crazy so those are you those know are he, my was, he was probably looking, like just trying it out for the first time he was like hesitant to actually purge in the past and he's like oh, i'll give it a go this time but I'm like a little, yeah. <laughs> still a little too scared to actually get out there. So I'm looking at the um, at the the actors who are credited in this movie, and our good friend from the original Purge movie, Rice Wakefield, is apparently in this movie. Yeah, I think he's like wearing a mask somewhere in this. Yeah, his character name because my window isn't big enough, so it doesn't show me the whole thing. Uh, but what I can see is Le Chef de Gang. Dot, dot, dot. All right. So I don't know what the fuck that means. I'll have to look for or him Or why time. that character has that name. But mm. he's in this movie, even though he's dead, which is why they don't show his face. Yeah. Uh, well, I think those are all great picks. Now, Sage, please, get us into our final question of the episode. Yeah, Owen, so it's time. You know, you've got to track down Apple Applebee's... Waitresses. As a joke. Um, as, as a, a joke. joke. In comedy. In comedy. It's the purge night. You're getting ready. Um, maybe it's like, it's probably like two days before purge night because you probably put it off until this point to figure out what you're going to do for the purge. Um, but uh, what would your purge Sona be? You know, what's your costume? What are you doing? My what's your kind of vibe? Sona. Oh, man. I think I'm doing. I think I'm doing fucking black war paint and a fucking ghillie mm. suit. Okay, yeah. What is a ghillie suit? That's like one of those hunting suits that has like, like leaves. You look like you're like you? covered in leaves and moss. Ah, so, and are, so are you purging in the countryside? Or, well, okay, yeah, I guess <laughs> in you're in forest? Montana. Yeah. You're in Montana, so okay. Makes yeah. Sense. All right. Yeah. Sage, what are you? What are you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Owen, what are you? What are you purging with? What's your? What, what's your whole deal? My deal? I'm doing. I told you, I'm, I'm fucking. Yeah, you like I'm a, rocking a, a gunman? Are you a, a knife guy? I got a do bandolier. What's I got up? a bandolier full of honey buns and a fucking Glock 19. <laughs> 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 I'm ready. Okay. The, the Glock is for show. The the, the honey buns are the real danger. <laughs> yeah, that's the. <laughs> That's the murder weapon. Uh, well, in this game of Clue. Good. I've got uh, my persona, and it's a it's a twofer. Mm -hmm. um, so my persona, uh, I will be doing with Sage, uh, and it is called uh, Gatatui. Um, <laughs> and for this purge outfit, I will be wearing a gigantic chef's hat, which Sage will sit under, and I will be holding two gats. And Sage will pull on my hair to command me to shoot these guns. Uh, what? And it will be sort of one of those classic Ratatouille situations that you hear about, mm -hmm. uh, but on the perch. 
So Sage will be the Remy to my uh, Alfredo Linguini. Um, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to do. It's a, it's a two-fur costume. It's a persona. It's Gatatouille. Great. I and love that. Sage, you're on board with that? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be my persona for this episode. I'll be a part of Gatatouille. Excellent. <laughs> good, because right. I'm not asking. <laughs> yeah, because that's what's happening. Uh, so, now the time has come to wrap up this episode. Mm. Uh, Owen, mm-hmm. do you have anything that you would like to promote? Any, any, of your, any of your work? Where can we find you? Where can the people find you? Well, if they need to. the good folks of Montana can tune into their local CBS station and see me on the news. But, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me doing my work out here. Looking forward to coming back into Eugene, hanging out with all the boys, seeing the friends again. But, man, no, yeah, I'm just laying low out here. It's been Wonderful. Real ni- Very it's been cool. real nice to hear from you guys. It's yeah, it's been y'all. nice chatting. Uh and uh, Sage, any any work of yours that's uh, coming up? Um, well, I just closed out a show. It was called The Island of Servants, and it was a lot of fun. It was a 1700s French farce done in the style of a drag show, and that was a blast. Um, coming up next semester, I have a play called The Dog Play that I'm going to be in um, that my friend Avi is directing, and I'm extremely mm. excited for that. Hey. I've wanted to work with them for years. Um, I... Uh, you can find me on Instagram at sagemichaelstone.la. Um, I have a film production company called Gregory Arts and Media, and we are about to go into pre-production on a short film, uh, very, very early pre-production on a feature that we're planning on shooting about two years from now. And we're in the process of writing Incel the Musical, which will go up on campus at the end of the school year, probably early May. Wonderful. Nice. Well, We'll, uh, we'll talk about that more on this show as it develops. Yeah. Um, Can't wait. And I myself, you can uh, continue to hear me on this uh, very uh, podcatcher that you are uh, listening to me on, uh, on the Film Majors podcast, this channel that we put the show out on. Uh, we'll have an epi- We just put out an episode on Perfect Blue. We've got an episode coming out on Only Yesterday, which will be out on Friday. Uh, and yeah, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and TikTok at uh, Filmmakers Pod. If you want to uh, send us some purge thoughts, you can email us at filmmakerspod at gmail.com. Please do. And uh, yeah, you know, I uh, other than that, I just wrapped shooting a feature that's uh, being edited. Will hopefully be out next year. It's called American Flake. Very excited about it. Uh, mm. And with that. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Uh, blessed be our James DeMonico and the Purge, a series that slaps. Hell yeah! And All good right. night, blue cheese. <laughs>